Freebooters Network. Hi, this is Devin Trek with the Freebooters Network. Today we bring you another episode of the Nerd Herders. We hope you enjoy the show. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. I know they're all thinking I'm so white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. Matt, you can consult with your sock puppet that you... Uh, wow. Daphne will not be coming. It's going to be all the substance. I got the best substance. Anyway. <laughs> Well, a new a new edition counts as new for purposes of this podcast. You know we keep it loose. And... It's laundry night. <laughs> She's doing her hair. Uh... We are. We are. We are. The Nerd Herders. Who's scruffy looking? Hello, welcome to the Nerd Herders year-end annual wrap-up Christmas Kwanzaa holiday extravaganza special event tonight. Uh, I am Andy Howard and joined uh, with me tonight, uh, conjoinally, uh, as in conjoined twins, uh, is uh, Ian Clark. Uh, Ian, how are you doing this evening? I'm I'm good, Andy. Thank you. The the conjoined twins thing has me a little confused, and uh, I was wondering if like we would share a onesie or if it's conjoined twins if it's a twosie. Is that how that works? I think we're joined uh, like towards the head, so like we can oh, we can each wear our own oh, clothes. We can still have our own style. All right, we have our own separate genitalia and everything. Oh yeah, thank God. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Because that would that would be a tough schedule to work out who's using it when. Uh, all right, I'm Ian Clark. <laughs> We're off to an awesome start. I'm going to throw it over to Dave Farr. Yes, luckily I'm not conjoined with anyone uh, that you know of. That Just I know recording of. from outside. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dave um, out. But I'm excited to be on break for a week. And uh, yeah. I know one other person who's also on break for a week. So I'll toss it over to Steno. I also have my own genitalia. <laughs> doesn't belong to any of you guys I'm also on break for a week and I'm also excited and with that I'll throw it over to the most exciting person I know, Matthew <laughs> Alex I am also on break through the what? new year starting on Wednesday question mark, Thursday, one of those days and uh, I'm Matt Alex <laughs> I also have a right. to tell you <laughs> alright now um, but they may now be saying our... justice Justin, <laughs> now that our <laughs> We need a new instead of the roll call intro. We need a genitalia call. <laughs> so, Show me your genitals. Show me your cut genitals. that. Cut that. Cut that. So with the uh, uh, with the closing out of uh, another year, uh, the nerd herders like to kind of go through what we've been doing for the last year or so. Um, but, 2021 was another interesting year. Uh, we did get to do a little bit more in-person gaming this time around, um, albeit not quite as much. Um, but uh, we were able to to start to get together a, a little bit more, so that was uh, that was nice. Um, Can so I usually with that a little bit. What I was just going to say that Andy, you have been a gracious host, opening your newly renovated, beautiful basement with plenty of gaming space. 
Yeah, that is a, that's been a big win. Um, you know, it's, you know, we're here, we are in December, we've got, uh, the Optimus prime variant kind of, uh, running rampant now, uh, with COVID. Um, so it's, it, it's been interesting. Like it, it does make me feel a little bit better that I have some place where I can kind of game and have people over and not, not necessarily worry too much about it. Um, it's been nice to leave terrain and stuff up. So that's been a definite positive for, for me this year, but I think what yeah. we like to, Sorry, I was just going to, yeah, I do appreciate it, Andy. I was over there today, and I appreciate your um, your safety measures with, with the current environment that we live in. And I've gotten used to the really rigorous Silkwood-like showers that you make us take before we <laughs> are able to enter the house. Yeah. Great. It's, uh, that, like, the decontamination chamber was a little bit extra uh, for <laughs> the contractor to put in, but it's uh, it's been well totally worth it. Uh, well worth it. Well worth it. <laughs> Uh, but with the, our virus, Matt was just disease ridden, just just <laughs> filthy, like a cat off the street. Hey, look, Thanks I don't, I don't, it helps. I don't keep any of the records uh, from from that decontamination. Um, but suffice to say, the hazmat guy has gotten a lot of extra business here. Yeah, Matt put uh, the hazmat in hazmat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and with that, we're off to a scattershot start. Uh, usually with our year-end review, what we like to do is uh, try to talk a little bit about, you know, what we've what we've enjoyed most uh, about the last year. Um, running the range of everything we like to talk about here on the show, from TV and movies to books and comic books uh, to games, whether they be uh, desktop uh console uh laptop board games tabletop games uh the whole gambit um so i thought i'd uh i started off maybe talking about something we we've probably spent a little bit more time doing in the pandemic which would be um tv shows and and kind of what are kind of favorite thing to watch this year has been, and it could be something we've, we've watched before or something kind of new, new that we picked up. Um, I'll, I'll kick it off. Um, I know I've mentioned this in our hero man and sidekick boy, but this year has, there's been a, a lot of extra stuff on Disney plus, um, within the kind of the, both the star Wars and the Marvel, um, to watch. But what really, really kept me excited for a while, um, was the the what if uh stuff that disney put together um what if has always been one of my favorite comics um and to have a you know an episodic kind of cartoon that told what if stories uh was awesome like i i really love what if because it's always it's always so cool to say here's this character here's a slight twist on their story um and not only to to do it with a lot of different characters but then to tie it all in and i i don't really want to spoil it so i'll leave it with that but for me you know that was huge. That was a that was a lot of fun uh, to be able to watch that. I um, know that, and that's the first time I think I've watched something uh, like in a serial basis where I watched it like every week. Like I would wait for the next one to come out. Yeah, I, I have one left. It's funny because I just finished the second to last one this morning, oh. and uh, so and then I got I got 
pulled away with some different things today, but I was like, oh, actually, because I thought they were good. I just, there's been so much different stuff going on in TV, but um, uh, to your point without spoiling, like it, it does seem like they're, like they each one was individual, but then I can see how Marvel's doing their little tricks and stuff to to make it kind of an interesting culmination. Yeah. Justin or Matt, did you guys watch any of the what ifs? I watched the whole thing. It was great. Oh, cool. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I did not. That's um, worth my, it. You know. I that's what I've been hearing. Um, I do want to watch it, but I've been focusing on other Disney Plus shows. Uh, if I may segue. Yeah. So, well, I, my instinct is to say Mandalorian, but that was kind of, we probably talked about that last time. Last time we did an episode. Um, Book of Boba Fett, I'm really looking forward to. That starts next week. But I really liked Loki. I watched all yeah. that, and I thought that was great. That was I thought a, it was a surprise, too. Like, I did not expect to like it as much as I did. Yeah. And I, I haven't read any of the comics. I don't know anything about anybody's past outside of, like, the movies and stuff or anything that, like, like people saying, oh, they're planning for this, that, and the other thing, and I don't know what any of that is. So it was nice to see like all this stuff happen and unfold, like with the timekeepers and all that stuff. Like I never knew that even existed, so it was neat to see it, you know, for the first time. So a lot of that was original. Like there's there's characters in there, but it was a lot of that was original, and it was it was taking a kind of a well known character in Loki, mm-hmm. um, and then some you know some other kind of things from marvel but the story they wrote out was and ian i don't know what you thought of it um but that was a that was a a really pretty original storyline yeah i think so i think like you said they did pull some things from comics uh past but mostly it was all original stuff and and you do have to kind of because they have kind of gone in a little different direction with the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff or altered things or changed which character did this or whatever, they have had to make those changes. But yeah, I do think it was all original. That was one that myself um, and Amy and Kale were watching every week when it came out. That was one that we, we try and do that with all of them. We did that with Mandalorian and uh, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier and uh stuff like that that was one that we all watched and i think that might have been for all three of us probably the highest rated one of what we watched because um i think uh now amy's enjoyed the other ones but i think she really liked loki um so much show so that um when we went to dragon con this year she picked out a shirt and the shirt that she picked out was a loki one it just says variant (laughs) so yeah that was that was really good um I actually haven't seen what if yet. Uh, that's oh I'm, really? Yeah, I'll I'll catch up on it. I'm I'm slowly starting to get back into stuff that I had missed. Uh, Star Wars Visions is another one. I'm about halfway through that. Um, real quick, my favorites for this year. I always have two because they're so different, but it's I think it's the same two as last year probably. Uh, Mandalorian I thought was phenomenal, uh, and I think it started in 2020, maybe December, but it ended in 2021. So I'm going to count it. Um, I thought Mandalorian was phenomenal, and What We Do in the Shadows remains my favorite oh, yeah. um, comedy on TV. Yeah, I was gonna. I was definitely gonna give a shout out to What We Do in Shadows. Um, that's another one. This this year's storyline was was pretty interesting um, with what they did what they did with that and especially how they wrapped up the end of the season as well. So um, kind of excited to kind of see what direction that takes them 
um, next year. Yeah, I think uh, they've built a little bit of a comfort level because the show's a pretty big hit at this point and uh, has been renewed for multiple seasons. So they're, I think they're able to do a little bit longer form storytelling. So it was definitely a different season, but I still really enjoyed it. And I think, like you were saying, I, I'm looking forward to what they do. Now, Dave, have you ever seen that? What we do in the shadows? Yeah, I think um, it's another one that I kind of like watch periodically. I think I'm in the second season, maybe. How many are there? Three now. Three now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think uh, I, I mean I'm way behind, but I'll, I'll watch for a little bit. Shannon doesn't like it at all. Um, I don't. To me, it reminds me of The Office. <laughs> like I don't know. It's just it's just yeah. Like, yeah, it's just I mean, like it's documentary weird comedy, style, yeah. yeah, documentary style. Like, um, but I, no, I think it's really funny. Um, I, I don't know why it slips my memory. Like when I sit down and I'm like, oh, I want to watch something. It's only when I'm flipping through and then I see it in my like continue watching, and I'm like, oh yeah, I really want to watch that. Like, um, I'm always entertained by it. I think the actors are really funny. The stories are funny, um, but I think because it doesn't, because it's. I know it's not sketch comedy or whatever you want to call it, but I think because it's not like like deep and intense, it doesn't like hit hit high on my like I have to watch the next episode, you know? Right, right. So, what was your show of twenty twenty one then? I so I I feel like I could talk about twenty shows because I feel like TV I know. is the only thing that's like you know <laughs> like you don't you don't go anywhere you just watch a lot of TV lately. But I was just super impressed with Wandavision. I, yeah. I, um, I watched the first one and was like, this is so dumb. And then by the third one, I was like, this might be the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and then by the end of it, I, I, I felt like it was like up there in quality with like the Avengers storyline. Like it was so well done and so interesting and to take a character and, um, like, I, I don't know, like that, that care, I'll forever remember that, you know, like they, they just made her, gave her so much depth. Um, I, I don't know. I just thought it was incredible. Well, what's neat about that one too, is like they created a new story that could easily fit into the existing character's storyline. Um, because again, I'm, I'm trying not to spoil a lot, but like the, the main villain at the end of that is, you know, that's a recurring character in in Wanda's storylines all over the place. So to to do that and to and I know some of the stuff at the very end in, in terms of how they tie that back into the MCU and stuff. Um, but it's it's got shades of a lot of different Wanda stories that are out there. It's crazy how many shows they did this year because I yeah. that totally slipped my mind that WandaVision oh, was a yeah. too, and that was that was great. Well, yeah, we haven't, I just, like, I just finished hot, like, all of them were great. And it, I think what's funny is, like, I forgot Mandalorian because I've been watching so much Marvel. I'm like, oh, my God, I love the Mandalorian, too. But I watched that in, like, you know, maybe three hours or however, what's the, whatever the shortest amount of time you could watch that. In. <laughs> I'm behind uh, on the Mandalorian only because that's one show that I that Owen will watch with me, but it's always trying to find a time that. Owen and I can watch TV together. Um, but yeah, you're right. Cause like the, the other one that's out there is the Falcon and the winter soldier too. Like that was this year. So yeah, there was a, there was a lot of great TV. Um, how about you, Matt? Uh, we haven't heard, we haven't heard from you as much yet. Well, you guys took all the good shows. 
uh, Falcon. And, I'll just say Falcon and Winter Soldier. That was since that one didn't really get mentioned yet. I thought that was a a good you know continuation of the story arc they had going before. Uh, nice continuation of it, and you know, unfortunately, just like a lot of these shows, sort of interrupted by what's going on in the world. But I think they still pulled out a good show. Probably, probably, you know, out of that one division, Loki probably the weakest of the three, but that doesn't by any means mean it was not a good show. Well, I also think they suffered from the fact that those are they're dealing with like a, a set of storylines that are they had to stick a little bit more to the the MCU canon, right? So the Marvel Cinematic Universe canon, right? So they got they get stuck in this point where you have to talk about, you know, the Zakovia Accords, and yeah. you you you're dealing with kind of Winter Soldier Fallout, you know, Super Soldier Fallout. So it it put them, I think it put them in a tougher a tougher spot. Um, but I think they did they you know they still had some cool characters and cool storylines in there. Having U.S. Agent alone was one of those things where I'm like, oh, man, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Love that character. Yeah, well, even um, uh, um, making um, the other villain there, it wises up in my mind all Nemo? of a sudden. No, not Nemo. Um, flag, flag, not Nemo. Finding Zemo. Uh, flag Smashers? Yeah, Flag Smashers, yeah. Um, and just and having having that be a little bit more kind of ragtag um, than it is in the in the comics, but it's still yeah, because it's an individual character in the comics. Yeah. yeah, but he does he does put together like a kind of an army, kind of in a similar similar way. But yeah, not really, not really, just kind of out there to kind of fight to have you know no countries. Um, but but it's still kind of a cool thing. All right. So since Matt, you had the bottom of the pick with TV shows. Um, I'll, I'll see if you have any other honorable mentions uh, before we move on to uh, to movies for TV shows. Um, yeah, I think everything I watched this year is catching up on stuff from last year that we haven't already mentioned. Okay. Um, yeah, I haven't watched. I will. Like, I will. Like, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, just stuff like um, you know, like I think. We watched the whatever season five of Better Call Saul, but that was twenty twenty. So, <laughs> yep. I um I will admit my guilty pleasure for this year was um, CSI Vegas came back. Uh, so they basically <laughs> they reboot they rebooted that. Um, Gil Grissom is in it. Um, that was my guilty pleasure. I used to, I like that was my favorite. I didn't really like any of the other CSIs. Um, I, I think the setting of Vegas is is part of what it's because it's the only city I could literally believe that that many people would be murdered in on a regular <laughs> basis in crazy and interesting ways. Like, yeah, New York City's dangerous, but it's like it's basically like low level crime, people shooting each other. Vegas, like, who knows what could happen there? Like, I don't know. Any- if you watch the reboot of Hawaii Five O, I'm telling you, there's there nobody more, left alive on those. More cops die, yeah. More <laughs> like more six police officers die than, than like the population of the actual Hawaiian Islands. Right, that's what I mean. Like, see, that's why, like, that one's unbelievable, right? Like, that's like, like I used to love NCIS, like that naval criminal investigation. I was like, man, they got a lot of sailors to just die like, on a regular basis. Like. I was like, these poor bastards. Like, I would never want to join the Navy, even in peacetime. Like, they, they die. A lot of them die. Uh, and, yeah, but Vegas, I believe it. Like, 
I guess New Orleans too is dangerous, but again, I think it's low level crime. Did you know that the uh, a bunch of um, like lab scientists studied the pools in Vegas and they're all highly toxic? Just the okay. public this is swimming pools at hotels. Yeah, you've mentioned that before, Matt. Ugh. All right, and with that positive note, Matt, I'll let you go first with uh, your 2021 movie pick. Oh, uh, No Way Home. Spider-Man. Let's, let's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Which, which Boy, yeah. Let's no spoil that because that's literally been out for two and a half days. Well, then I can't talk about it, but it was fantastic. I saw it, and at, or as it's called, uh, according to the local news, Spider-Man on my way home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? That's what they called it tonight when they were talking about it because it's breaking records and stuff for how much money it's made. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Worth it to see it in the theaters? Ian oh, yeah. That? Yep. Yep. And I, yeah, I'm gonna. I oh, I hate people so much now. Just, oh yeah. There was literally a, a guy and his son, like eight or ten year old son, having a full full conversation behind me that I had You're selling to it to me here multiple times. It's like what? Yeah, I was I was thinking of going this week, but maybe I'll pass. Go what to a matinee. They're just Thank talking. <laughs> Before the movie, just talking, having a chat. Son, I love you. Ian's like, what the hell? Shut up. I am trying to watch movies. I'm trying to do the trivia. <laughs> no, no, like a full conversation, like during the movie. Like, that's Green Goblin. That's, ter- that's terrible. <laughs> it's like, uh, guys, seriously, come on. Yes, it, but it, what was it Green Goblin, though? Yeah, he's right in the trailer. You see him. Yeah. That's Green Goblin. I thought it was great. Um, I'll agree. I I didn't. I only really watched. I was trying to think today, like what I watched for movies that came out this year. Uh, I saw Dune, which I was not super impressed by. Um, I saw Green Knight, which I thought was good. Uh, and I saw Spider Man, and that was Mortal, really... Mortal Kombat. Oh, I did see the new Mortal Kombat this year. Yes, that was uh, uh, that was fun, but not okay. not great. And that crappy uh, zombie movie that took place in Las Vegas. Oh, I did see what? that. That's right. Are you kidding? The Army that of movie. the Dead. That Army of the Dead. Yeah. Garbage. That was <laughs> the predictable of the dead. That movie was uh, it was so amazing, cool. and it's got a prequel, Army of Thieves, which is even better. Ooh. <laughs> So, so Ian, what is your pick then? What, what I'm picking Spider-Man. I think that's because I was trying to think. I didn't see Black Widow. I like Shang Chi a lot. I will say I did really, really like Shang Chi. Um, but Spider-Man, I don't want to spoil anything. But Spider-Man does a lot of great stuff. There was one thing that I wish they did that they didn't. Um, we can talk about that some other time. But I thought it was, I thought it was really good, really, really good. Well, they weren't. All right. How about how, how about you, Dave? Sorry, Matt. I'm sorry, I didn't. I don't know if I cut Matt off. If it, that was no, more. No, go ahead. Okay. Or just a bad joke. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm going through all the. I was just like going through 2021 because I feel like there were a ton of movies. Um, I I did like Dune, um, but I'll admit I think taking a like it's funny when you when you think about like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or some of those like they're they're written to be three part acts. I don't think Dune was written to be a three part act, and so. I think it makes that first act really tough to make great. Um, but I know what the rest of it's going to be. So for me, it's like, it's kind of like a preamble to what yeah. is going to be great. So, um, you know, I thought visually it was very interesting. Um, I did, 
so in a in a strange way i i watched the army of the dead which you, you were talking about which is just a stupid it is a stupid zombie movie that is i don't think meant to be like any great cinematography no, it's supposed to be high art yeah yeah so but it was like okay like that was kind of like some fun dumb, dumb entertainment for me well literally two nights ago i sat down and um i put on this movie called army of thieves and i got about 20 minutes in and it's a movie about a guy that's um he's a great safe cracker and um and then all of a sudden he has these dreams of like zombies and then they show like an american zombie outbreak on the news and i was totally confused i'm like what the (laughs) hell is going on and i googled it and sure enough it's like oh this is the prequel to that movie and the safe cracker is the same guy but with a different name and which they explain at the end but then all of a sudden it made that movie that much more enjoyable to me. And I, I actually thought the two movies played off each other pretty well. Um, and so that was kind of fun. Um, there was another one though that I cannot for the life of me. I was, remember. I was looking through too, and I forgot a couple I'll mention real quick. Did any, did you guys see no, Free whoa, Guy? Whoa, whoa. Let us go first. Come on, around here, sir. Free Guy, Stino, that's the one David. Stino, Stino, let's go. All right. Well, this is important. Let's try to jump back in. Honorable mentions. I will get to the honorable mentions. Let's everybody have the clock. Unfortunately, mine has already been mentioned, and that would be Dune, because all the other movies that I saw that came out this year weren't very good. Mortal Kombat was okay. It was entertaining. Like, the kills were pretty awesome, and it was, like, violent. Pretty much what you wanted, but, you know, no plot. What do you expect? So I never read Dune. I've only ever seen the amazing 80s movie. Uh, So I I liked this year's a lot, and I started reading the book. I'm only a couple of pages in. We'll see what happens if I keep with it. <laughs> I know, right? Another person attempting the book, but only a couple of pages in. So yeah, I'm doing a lot of. I have multiple books going, but we'll get to that. I had a blast with the Suicide Squad. I, that was the one I. Oh, yep, yep, yeah, that yeah. was alright. So I thought that one was fun. Um, I think I liked it. Like the overall story is kind of dumb, but the individual character stories are fun. The music kept the. Uh, the movie going for me um and i'm really interested in seeing the peacemaker um spinoff yes. uh, that may be one of like those ridiculous shows that i'm looking forward to um in 2022 um i did see black widow i thought it was pretty good um but would you and... admit it's the worst of the marvel movies no well, well which Marvel? The, yeah, since when? Because I can name at least two Hulks and one Thor that I don't like. <laughs> Take that two Hulks and a Thor. Yeah, yeah, right. There's the middle Thor. I can't. I yeah, I honestly forget most of that movie. Yeah, like the dark, the dark Elves. Yeah, I'm just like, wait. Oh yeah, this is that terrible Thor movie. Um, I would wager old. that that's way worse than Black Widow. Um. Yeah, Plus, I think we get, we get Yelena and Black Widow, who's a delight. Uh, so, so my thing too is that that when the MCU tries to make things too comic booky, um, it it can start to fail, right? So that's not even an interesting like part of Thor, in my opinion. Like you're you're like changing up Norse mythology and. Like, is it aliens? Like, what? Like, what is what is going on? Like, so yeah, that one, that one, I don't like. But like with Black Widow, like, 
yes, there was some ridiculousness in it. Um, but like, why shouldn't the Russians also have a flying space base? Like, <laughs> like if Shield gets one, so do so do the Russians. Like at this point, everybody can have a flying space base. I don't think that's too much of a spoiler. Um, I, I will like, say I haven't seen it, and I do want to mostly because Taskmaster is in it. I really like Taskmaster. So, so again, it's the MCU, so they're not gonna like w- the backstory for the Taskmaster is gonna be a little bit different. Um, but like the was it Red Menace? Um, no, uh, Red Guardian. Red Guardian. Oh my God, so good. So good. yeah, he was funny. I just feel like everybody that, that they've done a movie on, they made like Iron Man, uh, like just had this awesome movie about Iron Man and Thor, and like they all get these great stories. And I feel like hers was like so twisted and convoluted. But maybe it's because she she was so well developed on the rest of them. But um, it, and I'm not saying it was bad. I just for me, it was it was one of my least favorites. But I think they also. They were also definitely doing it as a setup for the new Black Widow, yeah. right? Oh, that's yeah. like that's a that's a lot of what what that movie is designed to be. All right, so Ian, did you see Snake Eyes? I did see Snake Eyes. Um, I, I have a lot of problems with it. I, really, <laughs> I was going to say yeah, that's not even yeah. going to make it make an honorable mention. I, is it? I really I wanted to like it. I love that character. But you took everything that was cool about him that Larry Hama in the comics established and completely threw it out. And even then, the first half of that movie is pretty enjoyable as an action movie. And then it, for some reason, adds this supernatural element that just completely wrecked the rest of the movie for me. Yeah, Justin's making a face now. It's Yeah, it comes out of nowhere and it's like, um, all right. Okay, and so that that ruined it for me. I I thought, like I said, it was like the first hour. I was like, all right, the, I'm this is decent. I'm okay with all this. I I know they've changed his backstory and stuff, but but I'm okay because it's a good story. And then all of a sudden, it just went root, and I was like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. So it was it was disappointing. I think I watched 20 minutes of that and then turned it off. Yeah. Anything uh, Anything else, Matt? That you picked that you saw this year that you wanted to mention? Um, I, well, just, I mean, I, I still think Shang-Chi was probably the second best movie I saw this I, year. I, I, so I'll, I will guiltily say I didn't see it. Oh, you man, should. It's, really it's good. really good. It's, it's right really on Disney good. plus. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, I it's weird because there's one person that doesn't really like it. One of I don't think there's, at, oh, really? Greg? <laughs> but, but there's no other. Is it Greg? Than it, right? <laughs> Tell me, it's Greg that didn't like it. It is Greg. I don't think yeah, he well, that, necessarily that dis- I just don't know listen to this, so. Discount. <laughs> right. Greg's Sorry, giving Dave. up his streak of being mentioned in a disdainful <laughs> way on the nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Dave. Five oh, well, the weird running, thing Greg. for me was I, I, I found that on Disney. Like That was another one I found on Disney, and I like Googled it to be like, oh, what is this about? And it's like, oh, it's a, it's, it's a Marvel movie, but it doesn't have any other Marvel tie-ins. So it's, as far as I know, or, well, anyway, I, I don't Wong was in it. That's right. Yeah. yeah, Wong shows up in it. But um, well, doesn't Abomination? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, their cameos are Wongio. I guess it's called when it's Wong. <laughs> um, but, but can I uh, give you my other quick like just? Yeah, yeah. Please do. All right. Uh, I wanted to say Red Notice was really good as a guilty pleasure kind of movie with The Rock. 
yeah, yeah. I heard both ends of that. I heard people that were like, no, it was great. And I heard people that were like, it was garbage. Who was that, Greg? It depends. If you like National Treasure and Indiana Jones, then you'll like this. I don't think National Treasure and Indiana Jones are on the... Well, you know. You know. Well, they're, yeah, like... Geez. They both they're had two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Um, One of those sides is covered in shit. Yeah. You see Nicolas Cage? I heard that was good. I heard it was it good. It is good. It's actually he was like, one of Obama's favorites this year too. Yeah, I was. I, that was another one where I was like, I'll put on a Nicolas Cage movie that I'll hate, and <laughs> I was like, oh, actually, not bad. Outside the Wire. Uh, I thought it was okay. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I mean, it wasn't, but I mean, it's Anthony Mackie was really good, and yeah. it's kind of got a cool sci-fi plot. It's kind of different. Um. Jungle Cruise? Come on. Nobody like Jungle Cruise? I Nobody's, won't I see, it, see it, but I heard... It's one of those that I would probably like. Like, I hear Jumanji's good and all that type of stuff, and I, I hear they're good, but I for some reason, I just can't invest the time to watch them, even though I would probably enjoy it. It just... I don't know. Something about it, I'm just like, eh, I'd rather no, watch... you Cole. don't want to waste your time on, like, feel-good movies that are no, just kind of fun. No, and just, right. just remember, <laughs> he is the same person who will never watch Jurassic Park. It doesn't yes, interest true. me. All right, so the last one. Owen watched three Jurassic Park movies in a weekend. <laughs> in a weekend. All right, the yeah. last one. Uh, do you guys like Groundhog's Day? Yeah. yeah. Boss level. Boss level. That was oh, good. Boss level takes Groundhog's Day and puts it into like, like uh, I don't know what the name of the character is from Marvel, but um, hold on, what's the actor's name? Uh, Frank Grillo. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Grillo is the main character, and it's just uh, action, gory, like. It's, know, it was awesome. It's almost like uh, Die Another Day or Live Die Repeat, though that uh, Tom Cruise one, but but done in a better way. Like done much more in a Groundhog Day style. Yeah, boss level was good. Yeah, and I'll just throw out my least favorite movie was uh, Venom. For like things that I thought I'd like, I thought Venom was terrible. Um, first one or the new one? The first one, or the second one. Uh, the latest one, the, the let there be, let there be the, the one yeah, that was not good. So my biggest disappointment was the Tomorrow War. Uh, I thought that looked like like crap. I like premise. oh, such a yeah, good premise, I, such a good premise. Right like premise. the future comes back to recruit soldiers from the present. Um, it was it it just that's oh that God, eight hour true. board game Adam played at your games day. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I think that that like. I'm not like some cinematographer or something or whatever you call it, but like, I feel like that somebody had a great script and then somebody just screwed it all up. I don't know how, but yeah, it was, it was not fun to watch. Um, great script. What it needs is Chris Pratt. Yeah, uh, exactly. Did anybody see infinite? No. Oh, so this, so infinite was Mark Wahlberg. Uh, I did see this. <laughs> <laughs> okay so another great premise that about halfway through i'm like wait what no this doesn't make any sense anymore even for like a sci-fi movie like i'm just like how do, no this doesn't make any sense why would they why would people do this how would this work no, no i don't know man I, I don't know i think if you take that exact movie and change nothing except for Mark Wahlberg, it becomes more <laughs> believable somehow. The fact that it was Mark Wahlberg, there are so many scenes in that movie where Mark Wahlberg is so Mark Wahlberg that I'm like, no, no. Like if it was Tom Cruise, I probably would have bought it. I don't know. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. See, but yeah, that way, you did nothing to, to stifle it. <laughs> <laughs> sounded like a motorcycle drove up out of your yeah. throat. <laughs> All right, so obviously we we spent a lot of time watching movies and TV shows. Um, I'm sure there's others out there, um, but but in the interest of not boring our our listeners any more than we already do, uh, I'm going to keep us uh, moving along. Um, you know, obviously, you know, we had a lot more time. Uh, with electronics as well. So I thought we'd kind of explore what people maybe revisited in time in, in terms of, uh, you know, you know, PC games, console games, uh, guilty pleasures on their phone um, uh, for our next segment here. Um, Dave, I, I think you probably play the most. Uh, maybe Stino does. I don't know. So I'll, I'll, I'll start off with you. Um. So I would say Hearthstone, which is one of the Blizzard like um, card uh, the card game, but they have a mode called Battlegrounds where you jump in and you do a deck builder against eight other people. I play it on my phone. That that gets a ton of play. Um, I'm just ripping through my thing here real quick. Um, yeah, anything anything new this year? Oh God, what was new? Um, you well see a lot of the stuff that i tried that was new i don't like was necromunda new this year i think that's I bought new it to you year. yeah i think I yeah bought it. New like, to you. yeah i think that i'm trying to remember when it came out but necromunda under high board well it came out september 2020 um but i i did play that um and i've gone back so i played it the first time then i went back in and i played it again um i would say the other one I just want to see when this was released was okay. So Pathfinder wrath of the righteous, uh, yes. which was September, 2021. What's really cool about that is Christian Flores was running that game. Uh, he's still technically running it, but we haven't played ah. like months. Um, <laughs> but what was kind of cool was like to have played through several chapters of that and then go in and play the game and see I mean, like some of it obviously is the same, but then you just get a lot more depth in the video game because you get to like crawl into it and do more stuff and have more interactions. And I think the Pathfinder games, um, like I, I played the other one, I can't think of the name right now. Kingmaker. Kingmaker, yeah. Um, I, I just think they're so incredibly well done. Um, I, I I haven't finished either of them because I have the same problem with both. Is like I love the game portion, but then both of them have like a a second game. So like Kingmaker has this whole thing where you have to like build your town, which I hate, and then this one has a thing where you have to control armies and like take over like these blocks of territory before you can move your party around. And I don't know why it just annoys me. Um, so I, I I keep getting stuck there, and then I get sucked into other games. Um, but yeah, I would say those are kind of the big ones. Um, you know, I'll have some honorable mentions after other people. Uh, Stino, I know you you do a fair amount of uh, kind of PC gaming as well. Yep. What was uh, what was your kind of top game for twenty twenty one? Top for twenty twenty one, huh? It doesn't. Yeah, it's... it could be something new, could be something old, just something that. Well, like... so I'll give you a top a top new one. Is something that no one else will have, and it's called Forza Horizon Five. Oh, uh, you can all stare racing. me blankly now because it's it's a racing it's game. It's a car but it's like game. Old, 
it's yeah. a gigantic open world. Think of like a GTA map times like 50. And there's like 500 cars and there's all kinds of races you can do and jumps and trick zones and all kinds of stuff. And it's online, so you're playing with other people. And I just, I really got into that. I like that a lot. Um, and then for recently, uh, I've been playing a lot of Battletech again. Nice. Uh, which I know a bunch of us play or have played. And I mean, I just started fresh again because we've been playing Battletech in real life. And that game is so awesome. Yeah, Battletech uh, burnt uh, Ian's computer, right? Yeah, Justin's <laughs> been talking about this mod, and I'm like, oh, I yeah, have I an old. Separately, this is going to happen. Good. I have an old PC that runs on mostly the power of positive thinking, uh, but yeah. I can do this mod. So yeah, the mod messed everything up, and then I had to uninstall Battletech, and so um, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll try it again, but I want to finish my career mode that i'm on first before it screws anything up but i'll i'll try it again i i will tell you ian that finishing the career mode's okay but you could probably find like the youtube videos for the scenes and stuff somewhere out there yeah, no that and that's just career that i've done campaign the, I'm, yeah, I'm already done that, the campaign career's a little more career i actually like because there's a, a less of the narrative well there's no narrative but you can do because I have Flashpoint, you can do like the Flashpoint missions, which um, yep. can give you consecutive deployments and stuff, which is kind of crazy because you go in and be like, oh, I just lost a mech and now I've got to go into this next deployment, a mech down and stuff like that. So, Oh, I, if you wait, wait till you do finally get that add on that Steno has, it is brutal. Like it is so deep, like it lets you do so much more um, that it actually gets. Game. Yeah, it's like a new game. It's. And it actually gets confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll stick with basic. Sure. Steve, <laughs> are you playing Battletech right now? No. Oh, no, Greg is. <laughs> this time it's he loves, yeah, we, we, got, we got Greg into it, and he, he loves it. We got Greg yeah. into the team. He, ins yep, in uh, he installed the mod for PC as well. The mod is called Battletech Advanced 3062, if any listeners want to give it a try. Yeah, Just yeah. follow the uh, – there's a full Wikipedia on how to install it and prerequisites and what you should do beforehand, along with a companion YouTube video. That Ian did not look at or watch. I was gonna say he's but saying this for my benefit. Is what he. I doing. am. Uh, <laughs> so anyone uh, just follow those instructions, and it will probably work flawlessly on your computer, no matter the age. Because if you can play the game, you can play the mod and enjoy. <laughs> All right. Since we've been poking fun of you, Ian, uh, besides <laughs> trying to play BattleTech, uh, <laughs> you get to play any other uh, PC or console games. Battletech's the only thing I've been playing on PC. Uh, the I, I don't think I got anything brand new this year. Uh, I tend to go back and revisit stuff. So I went, and this started as a PC game, and I played through it on the PC, but uh, Baldur's Gate, they did release for Xbox. And the interface is a little weird because you're coming from a, a point-and-click you know, PC style. So learning yep. to play it on Xbox was a little challenging. but uh, and and I kind of started it and then took a little break and then I went back to it and when I went back to it I started to really kind of make my way through and I'm I'm fairly close to the end so I've, I've been enjoying that uh, and then I will also Castlevania Symphony of the Night is is like my probably my all time favorite game so every once in a while I'll I'll put that back on and because I have it for I still have it for the original PlayStation but it was also an Xbox Live release so I do have What's it on it the Xbox. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Oh yes. Um, 
so I'll play I'll play that for a, a little while and go back. So so I've just kind of bounced around and I, I you know I still have the arcade cabinet and the uh, um, my Raspberry Pi so I can I can play some you know retro NES or Genesis games or, or arcade games. So I kind of yeah. bounce around. What about you, Matt? The only video game I have played this year is <clears throat> Hearthstone. Okay. Yeah, uh, you, know, you just throw it on. It takes what Dave fifteen twenty minutes to play around or whatever. So it's not a big time commitment. Although I did, after seeing Greg and Justin uh, and Ian talk about BattleTech, I did. I bought it, but I never played it, so I re-downloaded that. Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. With the expansions too, They're great. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I will tell you what that BattleTech game is great. My laptop is is getting to the point where it's having a harder time. <laughs> um, it's kind of like me. It works some of the time. Other times, it's just like, fuck this. Uh, so, like, I sometimes I'll load up Battle Deck and I'll play for an hour, and it's fine. Sometimes I'll load it up and it'll play for five minutes. And it also, the amount of time that it takes to to load, like, even just going from choosing a mission down to fighting it is... Like I have another, I'm doing something else at the same time. So, um, so I had a tendency to play things that didn't need it. So, um, humankind is a civ like game. Um, it's from a, a studio that I played a kind of a bunch of their other games. Um, so it's amplitude studios. They've done, they've done some other games that I really like, uh, endless, uh, space uh, endless legends um it's it is a very it's a different take on civilization but it i like it quite a bit it get it like steam shows it like recent reviews is all mostly positive and then all reviews is mixed but like it got pretty high scores out there it's i think it's because people come into it think it's going to be a civ like game and it is in the sense that you're developing civilizations, but it's so it plays so different. I think that's what bothers people. Yeah, uh, I, I played it on the free weekend. Yep. So it's hard because I only played like the first chapter, but yep. it's so much like Civ. I, I think in some ways it's hard to not see it as I mean, it's literally like skinned almost exactly like Civ, but, you know, you, you build different things so it's, it's a little bit hard to see some of the differences if you haven't played it a lot i did like it i think for me i was like i don't it just didn't seem different enough for me to want to spend the money so i'm kind of waiting for like the right sale um because i do love those kind of games i have hundreds of hours in civ but the one thing i will say dave is that if it only let you play one chapter then you don't really get to take advantage of what i think is kind of really makes it different than civilization is you're not staying with that whole civilization for the game right you're picking another civilization as you progress out of that era so you get a whole new set of bonuses and play style you could technically keep it but you don't you don't get like a new way of either like adding or kind of changing your strategy a little bit um yeah. and the it also does resources a lot a lot different in area control there's like there's much more of a scramble like the territories are already mapped out right so if I you did put up a city, that, yeah if you put up a city no one else can with part of me likes because it gives 
it gives a sense of like my cities are not all right on top of each other. It's there's a lot more moving around, like even within my own kind of territory. So I, I had some fun with that one. Um, and then my guilty pleasure has, has totally been magic on my phone. Um, was it, I think it was this summer when they came out with the forgotten realms sets oh, of yeah. cards. Yeah. Uh, I put it on my phone uh, as well, and I play that. I play that at least every day. Just about, I play like one or two games. Um, still not great. Is it versus the AI or human opponents, or both? You almost always against human opponents. <laughs> uh, you can do bot matches if you're trying to like test out a deck, uh, but it's almost always human opponents. And they have so many different styles of play. Like you can play standard you can play historical standard you can play brawl you can do quick drafts you can do kind of event drafts you can like so they have a lot they actually just started a new one um to kind of reward online players where you can build decks that are based on cards that only exist online i haven't gotten i'll tell you i've only spent five bucks on it and i had a ton of fun (laughs) i spent 20 i think um but i haven't but like, and and part of that too is like because me and Dave bought boosters uh, for the Forgotten Realms, you get in that way. Like, but you know, they've already done three, I think three releases since Forgotten Realms or two because they do one like every three months. Yeah, so, I haven't I haven't kept I up with two. it. I think yeah. it's Innistrad and Crimson Vow have have come out. Yeah, but there's like they're all super fun. Like, and it's like. Yeah. Like, like I said, I don't pay anything. I I play enough games to get enough coin to do a draft, and then I get some of those cards, and then I go back and I play my deck. I even play, like, the standard decks that are in there. Like, because every day it'll be like, all right, play 25 red or blue spells. So I'll be like, all right, here's my generic red-blue deck. I'll, I'll play with this and see how I do. And then I get enough to do a draft, and I do a draft, and I'm, I'm terrible. I have never won more than three matches in a draft ever. Um, and most of the time, like, and my win loss record is not that great. Um, Usually how but, I do in any magic scenario. But what I like about this, you know, is I don't, I'm not spending any money. I'm not yeah. like, yeah. and technically I like, I've won enough decks that I have. The, the way it works online is you get, when you open up decks, if you get more than four of a card, um, it gives you points towards commons. And then in each mm. deck you open, you have a chance of getting credits towards commons, uncommons, rares, and mythics. So, like, I have, I could buy a ton of mythic cards at this point, but I just don't. I just play with the free stuff they give me all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I tried Brawl, and I didn't understand the concept at all. I built terrible decks. Um, and I was like, all right, I don't really like this style. I'm going to move back to what I was good at. Or not terrible at, I should say. <laughs> yeah. But that's a super fun time killer. And it all, every time I'm at the store, I'm almost like, uh, should I buy some magic cards? No. <laughs> should. I do buy the commander decks. I, had a, I have a lot of fun with commander decks. Nice. All right, so that takes us through uh, kind of our, unless there's any other honorable mentions that the the group wants to talk about here. Specifically for video games? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll just piggyback off what Dave said about Wrath of the Righteous. It's a phenomenal game. Um, reminds me of the old 
um, Baldur's Gate and stuff like that. Of course, it's a Pathfinder base, but I really like it. I also, Dave, have never beat Kingmaker or Wrath of the Righteous, but I just put hundreds and hundreds of hours in them because there's so much exploring to do and all right. kinds of little mysteries to solve and so much stuff. I, I like those a lot. It gets too complicated and you restart with a new character. Exactly. You forget. Know, yeah. You come back like you, you ditch it for like a month because you get a little burnt out and then you come back and you're like, what the hell is that? Like I had to keep a, no- a notebook for this one right. so I don't lose track of what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I don't know about Dave, but like I don't, I don't have access to my Xbox anymore. Like, okay. oh yeah, it's very hard for me to get my hands on it. Yeah, yeah. And like, I honestly wanted to get the new Xbox, but I can't. I don't. Oh, yeah. no one can. I have too many old disc games that I don't want. I could get the hard drive only version, but I'm like, I kind of like, I'll kind of, kind of wait. And the same, like, I thought about getting PlayStation instead. Like, but I can't get that either. Like, yeah, you can get any of them unless you're gonna pay triple price oh i'm not i'm not paying premium not me neither, I'm, not, no way. I'm not paying premium i don't need it that badly i miss it sometimes but at the same time like i'm like well ian and dave saw today how much terrain i painted over the last week <laughs> yeah like so i'm i'm trying to do that i got a whole pile of orcs behind me that i want to keep working on so yeah but uh i think that'll help us segue into the next one which i guess we could probably lump in all together um just to kind of keep it going but to try to talk about some of the board games and tabletop games even if we're playing those tabletop games on a virtual tabletop um you know to talk a little bit about what we've been doing kind of in that and that headspace uh a little bit you know i think I'll, I'll throw it over to you kind of talk a little bit about kind of the favorite board games tabletop games you've been playing this year yeah so home on the home front we've played a ton of board games this year um with uh kaiden being busy finishing his senior year of high school at the start of the year and then going to his first semester of college in the fall uh it's been a lot of just amy and kale and i around here so we uh made an effort to play more board games and we'll play a lot on the weekends and or you know holidays or whatever and the way that we've done it is to rotate through will pick you know each of us takes turns picking a game that way you know sometimes there's somewhere it's like oh i don't want to play it but you got to honor you know somebody's pick but that way you don't feel as bad picking <laughs> something that you want to play that maybe not everyone else wants to so we've played a ton um we've played a lot of above and below which i think is probably kale's favorite game we've played a lot of lords of Waterdeep, uh which is one of amy's we've played a lot of sagrada uh which is one of mine we've played tomb a bunch of times uh, so we've been able to, to rotate through and play a whole bunch of different games. And I backed the hero quest, um, yeah. Hasbro pulse. So I got that and I've been painting that and I'm looking forward to playing that. Oh, you and got it. I did get it. Yeah. Uh, nice. yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. The new minis are nice. Um, the board and everything looks, looks really good. The, I like the box art and everything, uh, because they really did a nice job paying homage to the original while kind of, you know, updating some things uh and then just tons of minis games we've rotated through a bunch we i think we started the year playing a ton of star wars legion and uh which i like and i have um i have empire and rebels for that that i've worked on periodically and i enjoyed that game then we kind of segued into marvel crisis protocol a little more which i've um played a bunch and the the good thing with that game is i feel like i don't have to own everything i can just get characters I like and paint them up and, and play with them. So I, I don't feel compelled to buy every single thing that comes out and moon Knight just came out. So 
that's going to be a fun one for me to work on. Um, so I played a bunch of that, and then we've had our Necromunda campaign going. So I've I've played a whole bunch of that. So we we've just really rotated through a bunch of good smaller skirmish level minis games this year, and I've really enjoyed the variety there and being able to paint different things and and play different games and everything. I have not played 40k or Age of Sigmar this year. Uh, I don't really care for the new 40k rule set, and Age of Sigmar just kind of hasn't come up. Although I'm playing on Thursday, so I'm looking forward to that. So uh, yeah, Adam and I are going to play on Thursday. So I've been working on my Skaven again. So, I just got my new Nurgle Battle Tome last this weekend. Oh, very nice. Yes. Yeah, so I want to uh, I want to play more Age of Sigmar. Uh, so looking cool. forward to playing with Adam. And I would just say, just piggyback on what you guys were talking about earlier. Played a ton of Magic because um, Kaiden and I will play a lot of that when he's around. And we both really loved the D and D set. I thought it was brilliantly done. It could have easily come across as gimmicky and forced and it's not it they did a great job implementing everything from character classes to venturing into dungeons to like you know equipment and magic items and things i I thought they did a fantastic job with it super fun standalone set and a lot of great stuff that you can implement into any you know regular magic deck that you play yeah that was uh yeah i definitely enjoyed kind of having a magic deck that had a theme that i really liked that i could understand yeah and it's got cool if you know the history of D D at all or if you've read the books like the icewind dale trilogy things like that there's you know drist is in there and and brunor and all the characters from the icewind dale series um i mentioned baldur's gate earlier which was the origin for minsk and his uh super space hamster boo there in the game in, right. the, in the magic uh <laughs> set so they did a great job. They they also did cool stuff with the artwork. There's there's like lands that look like the old module covers. There are some alternate artwork uh, pieces that looks like the old you know first and second edition artwork for for the monster card. So I just I feel I thought they did a phenomenal job with that set. I was really really happy with it. Uh-huh. How about you, Matt? So uh, I did also played some Magic in the you know three weeks we were playing with that new set. Um, I've played a book. <clears throat> yeah, I yeah. Well, I don't have a kid here to play magic with me. Yeah, you should get one. I'll I'll take a look at Walmart next time I go. Um, For a kid? Yeah, like a blue light special, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's a Kmart. Oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> I've mostly this year been playing Crisis Marvel Crisis Protocol. I've been playing that quite a bit, both online and in person, and I have been enjoying that game a lot. Um, just because you know you get to play superheroes. So are you like that. number three in the world? No, not even close. But you've done some, but you have done some uh, tournaments and stuff, right? I yeah, I played in some tournaments at Midgard and our local gaming store, and I I'm doing the league, uh, online league. I played in three of those this year. Yeah, three. So, and they sometimes occasionally they'll do a tournament online, like on a Saturday, so if I have nothing to do, I'll play in that. But um, yeah, it's just I mean, there's so many characters now. I think they have like over a hundred characters, so yeah, you can. Everybody, if you like comics, there's probably somebody you like in there anyway. Like, I know right. Dave loves his Guardians of the Galaxy. He's having fun with those guys. I play, you know, Web Warriors a lot, but, you know, throw around She-Hulk sometimes, stuff like that. So, um, played some 40K at the beginning of the year. Haven't really played too much since mid-year, but uh, Necromunda has been fun. And I'm looking forward to Age of Sigmar now that I have a new uh, battle tone for my guys. That's cool. That's cool. So, Dave, you've been playing a ton of Marvel Crisis Protocol, too, haven't you? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'd say a ton, but probably more than some of you guys. I, I did well, more than the me, Dino. Yeah. So, I, well, I think one of the cool things that I tried to do the last couple of months anyway was I joined two leagues. So I joined the Blood Bowl League and the Marvel Crisis Protocol League, um, which was which was fun because I, um, I I like the Marvel Crisis Protocol game um, and generally only play with Matt or Greg, who are both much better than me, which makes that game very hard um so it was fun to play in the league and play people who are a little bit more my skill level so that i was you know i felt like i was getting to like really try out some of the characters and the tactics and do some stuff and so that was really fun um i generally kind of play similar i i will i do feel bad because i have a ton of stuff and i don't play i, I gen- tend to just stick with the guardians of the galaxy because i know them and i get a little bit scared of trying new things because the cards are super complicated um in my mind like how they all work together um so it's definitely like they call it reps right so it's definitely a game of reps like the more you play the more you're gonna get good but um but it's a really solid game i mean it's got a ton of depth um it's a little swingy on the dice so it's got like that blood bowl like piece to it where like the you know, no matter how good your tactics are, the dice can definitely screw you. Um, but even playing Matt, like Matt and I played yesterday to, to finish the league, and Matt pointed out something to me that I hadn't really thought of, which is like when like you choose tact, uh, not, what are they called, Matt, the, um, the red and blue cards? Oh, the objectives. Yeah, so like you choose objective cards, and I kind of chose that. I, I try to be like what I thought was strategic, and I chose all objectives that were in the middle because I, my guys aren't like super fast. So I'm like, oh, I'll choose things that are in the middle. And then Matt was kind of explaining like, oh, well, like you chose one where you only pick up one objective, but like if like, because your guys aren't fast and they don't have range and whatever, like you <clears> might <throat> want to choose one that has many objectives because then more people, you know, like more people on your team can pick them up. You're not just fighting for one. And I was like, oh, I never even thought of that. So it's just, there's, there's a lot of depth to the game, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think it's a great game. I totally forgot that I signed up for the Blood Bowl League too, but that's because I only played one game. Yeah. It's, it was weird. It was a lot harder to do. Well, because they're, so the, they split into brackets, right? So there's Division One and Division Two, And then there's, there's five people in each bracket. You had to play each person twice. You had to play eight games in six weeks. Oh, that's a lot. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, that is a lot. So I played Dave once and and anytime I was available, nobody else was available. So Yeah. Yeah, that does make it a little tough. How many games did you end up playing in that, Dave? Three, four? Uh five, I think. All right. So you got quite a few. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got a couple good games in. But yeah, it was and I played half of it. I kind of just played to try it out. But I'm gonna I I think I'm gonna go to the the tournament i think it's january 8th or something so i'm going to try to do that and do the next league but i've been just trying to like i, I just i i like miniature games and yeah um it's nice having to only have like 10 to 12 guys instead of having to paint a whole army too yes very true yeah how about you stino uh so like everybody um uh we've been playing uh necromunda a lot and I've really been enjoying it. Um, I really like the, I, so I play Gene Steeler cults. I really like the fluff behind the Gene Steeler cults and I really like the models and I haven't painted anything over the pandemic. Like I 
just nothing at all since the start, except for uh, pretty much these Gene Steeler Coke guys, because uh, we started playing Nick Monday, and I'm having a lot of fun doing that. So I think that's where a lot of the effect comes from. Um, I'm really enjoying that. And then in case uh, you guys or any of the listeners didn't notice, I really like Battletech. Uh, Dan, Dan, our buddy Dan from California came out a couple weeks ago. We played a game of Battletech. And then shortly after that, I bought a 3D printer, like a, a PLA one. And it's just been 24 hours putting off Battletech buildings and roads and stuff. And I've been painting them up with the airbrush. And I, and I, I really like Battletech. It's going <laughs> to so be that's awesome where most of my tabletop. Yeah. So I'll send a link in the chat. Um, for any listeners, check out the Trinity City uh, STLs. Well, he also sells printed versions um, from Steel Warrior Studios. And it's like a whole cityscape. There's all roads and buildings and like defense walls. Not in the picture I sent, but there's like giant defense walls and factories and all kinds of stuff. So it's it's really awesome. It looks amazing. You know, we, we discussed, uh, Greg, Ian, Justin, and myself about running a Battletech campaign. Oh, boy. If you, buy the, battle, if you buy the Battletech campaign book, there's literally 60 pages about how to set up your solar system. It's way too much. Yeah, we'll, we'll it do It is a, a very complex. <laughs> there's lots of math formulas in there for figuring stuff out. It's, it's a pretty complex campaign. So if you like in-depth campaigns, that would be the one for you. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that got mentioned today, Matt. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know if I want something that complicated. Yeah. I, I think what we'll do is just um, do re- just a real basic one, have like war chest points and be able to repair your mechs after, you know, hire new pilots if anybody died, you know, upgrade your pilots. Super, just super simple stuff like that. I don't think we'll bother with map based stuff and just kind of do a, a campaign where you have the ability to obtain new mechs and, and new, your pilots get better and stuff like that. And there's some cool scenarios in the uh, Battle of Two Kayad book. So I, I think we can do some stripped down. It'll be fun. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Uh, yeah, so obviously I've been playing necromunda as well um i had fun painting up the minis for that because i i actually picked up i have some of the old metal ones but i picked up the new ones and i put those together and painted them and then that kind of spurred me to use my 3d printer to print some zone mortalis uh, and work on that a little bit um and then for sector mechanicus i i had kicking around some of the sector mechanicus that i hadn't done anything with in years so started paying that up um i think like i love doing the campaign with this group i think it's just one of those things where our lives are busy um and it gets it gets hard right because uh, the campaign starts to rely on other people uh playing and stuff so that's a that's a little tough sometimes but i'm still having a blast with it um I think we can mention our game today, Ian, since yeah, I worked it in here. Um, we, yeah. So here, here's the first thing I will say about it. It went about four hours, which a Necromunda game should not do. But at no time was I worried about how long the game was going. It was super intense. It was super back and forth. I, I had a ton of fun with it. And um, so and and it was kind of destined to be that kind of game because it was it's standoff where you're scoring points for taking out the other guys um, gang members. And Andy and I both started with nine guys on the table. So so it was going to take a while. Yeah. Nine guys like blasting back and forth at each other. <laughs> a couple in close fights. So Ian, Ian gets the first kill. He's got that. um 
power welder thing um uh, gets whatever nine <laughs> hits on a guy um <laughs> it was like, now luckily like it um it was so, immediately out of ammo too <laughs> uh was it out of ammo it was <laughs> yep yeah yeah it, yeah, it, it was, was out of ammo on a three plus so it wasn't a big right deal, right it, it so yeah so um and that blasts one of my guys so I, i'm out a guy i'm out a guy pretty quick right and it's um and then, but we traded back and forth. Like I, so we, um, like I, I pinned a couple of guys, like, um, I got to a point, uh, oh, Ian, one of Ian's fighters just like pulverized one of my juves. Uh, he died. Um, but it left. Did he go to the dock? No, no. Uh, so I had two guys. Uh, with uh, critical injuries, so did I. And Dave. So did I. So I. So I could have taken both to the doctor because my leader could have taken one, and I think my uh, champ. my champion. champion could have taken one. But that juve was worth. He was only oh, worth forty five credits. So <laughs> yeah, so I let him die because I I get two d six times ten credits for for dead guys oh, yeah. in battle. Um, so he went out. So at this point, Ian's got two fighters right beside each other, um, and I've and one of them is engaged with another one of my troops, and I'm like, he's toughness four. I'm strength three with this knife. Like I'm only gonna get two <laughs> attacks. Like no, this guy's blowing up. Right. So I have an active faith that I can I may make a move and then I immediately blow up with a five inch diameter explosion. Still only strength three AP minus one, but it's a blast. I'm like, I'm going to hit these guys. Right. I'm going to like I'm going to do this. I kill both of them. Yeah, nice. Wow. Yep. So yeah, I, real, go, like, I, no, I go. I go out of action. So I traded one Jew for two of his fighters. Yeah, um, yeah I rolled. I rolled hot. Um, so that guy, like that guy, just blows up two of his guys. Um, I somehow managed to keep pinning some of Ian's like uh, backfield guys that could shoot uh, to the point where Ian got so frustrated. That he stands up, he reloads with that lady that has the the that oh, heavy oh. yeah bolter thing or whatever. And he's like, I hate this guy over here. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot this guy and this guy's gonna die. I'm like, cool. So Ian Ian's thing is it's auto, so it's it's rapid fire three, which means mm-hmm. he can roll three of the reload dice, right? And he counts up all the bullet holes. The problem is he also had that increases the chance for rerolls. The problem to the problem is that if Ian has to reload, there's a chance that that gun is going to blow up. <laughs> it it did. <laughs> so Ian, Ian hated the guy so much that he needed a seven to get me. So it's a six and then a four. So he tries it. God doesn't hit. Hits, got gets the six. six, got the six, but then got a three. But he had a re-roll, so then he had a roll for that. It would have been like eight hits. Yeah, it would have been been eight or nine hits. That guy would have been toast. Uh, (laughs) But he blows up. Uh, Yeah. I I didn't have great luck with some rolls, but in another regard, I had really good luck because at one point, Andy had four of my guys 
laying face down with serious injuries and on the same recovery roll sequence every single one of them stood up so yeah that was that was huge because i was on the verge i bottled out like turn three and i just kept making cool checks i just kept kept me because my the cool for goliaths is pretty good it's like four plus for my leader five plus for everybody else well that's kind of what happened during our game we played and i think it was like turn three or four you failed your bottle check but yeah yeah, you were just making those cool so it was no big deal yeah, and my my leader was in the middle, so there were guys around him. So when he was passing, everything was cool. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, so I was able to keep people alive. They had been hurt pretty badly, but they they stayed alive. And then it, um, my I got to rethink my heavy bolter because it it really doesn't do much for the for the amount of money I've spent on it. Uh, it went out of ammo. I found. Uh, an ammo crate that had an ammo cache in it. So I had to get him there to, to get the free reload, but it was just brutal. It was back and forth. I was ahead early and then Andy really swung it back and I was like, I'm, I'm screwed. And then I just kept making my cool checks and stayed alive and was able to kind of get into position to start to whittle away uh, at some of his guys. And then once he had bottled out, his cool checks much higher. It's like seven plus or whatever he was failing. So he, he lost a couple people, but it ended up in this really cool cinematic thing where, um, I had one guy left and he had one guy left. My guy had climbed up and he was like up on a really high level and had been shooting. It took two guys out from up there. Um, two guys out of action it was really cool so he had one guy left and he charged him up and there's literally i'll send you guys the picture because i took a picture up on a really tall scaffolding there's just two dudes and they are the only dudes left on the (laughs) battlefield uh and they're fighting and i did a wound on andy that guy had two wounds so so andy andy put my guy out and he, he won it but it was um just uh just very cinematic and back and forth and like I said, even though it was a really long game, it never felt like it because we were just we were having a good time with it. So it was super well, that's fun. What, those are two things that I really like about Necromon. It's very cinematic. Like every game, like almost every activation, every shot can be so cinematic. And a lot, I like how it's very on the dice. It's very like there can be a million great moments or a million crappy moments. You know, there's yeah. just so much that can happen. Like the first game of the first the first game Ian that we played of the campaign a couple weeks ago on the first turn. One of my grenade launchers shot a crack grenade at your leader's face and took yes. him out of the game. Yeah, took my leader out um, before I even which, got to act. Before he even got to go, which yeah. I, I know, like, it's a pain and everything, but it's just, like, so cinematic just to have a guy, like, be like, thunk and then just dead, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was super fun. I just sent you guys in the in the text about the, uh, the picture of the, the standoff there. Um, yeah, it was super fun. I'm having a great time with the campaign. Um, I There's there's a lot of moving parts with necromunda and the the frustration level with how they've decided to do this rule set is ridiculous i know a couple of you guys have the um have the online kind of compendium that combines everything but we're we're, yeah we're literally thumbing through three different books to to find rules and it's super frustrating um there's a lot of rules and there have been a lot of add-ons and all kinds of stuff like even with the compendium i spend like every every couple minutes i'm looking through there trying to find something for a minute or two you know yeah so that i mean that's about the only complaint i have um you know i feel like well that's the like, crossbow guy sorry to interrupt yeah. your picture yeah yeah um yeah that was one of his um yeah uh champions so yeah he had two two wounds but no super fun um 
I'm I'm enjoying it. Uh, I now have enough credits to. Dave got me the um, the big. I can't remember what he's called, but the the Goliaths have these like even a stim big, junkie or yeah, something. Yeah, stimmers. Yeah, that are just massive. These massive ones. So Dave got me one with um. He's got twin grenade launchers, and he's all painted up. And now I have the credits to to buy him. So, but I had two guys that were seriously hurt. Uh, one was my leader, which meant my I only have one champion. The champion had to take him to the dock, so I had to let the other guy die. So I lost a guy today. Um, when are you, you going to hire that gator? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Is that called a scrum croc or something? Some, <laughs> some croc or something? Some like croc. Some croc, yeah. Yeah, look. Awesome. It's a great model. Yeah, so so I told Mandy about how you uh, how you pulled out the uh, the victory, and we had the cinematic moment on the uh, on the on the platform. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I tried to set it up the best I could that way for that. Um, uh, in terms of how it could end, but yeah, that was. Well, did you tell him how many times your leader like <laughs> would not fail cool checks? Well, not only that, but he he was pinned. A few times he had armor saves that he had to make and he made three or four armor saves he 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 did really well and then i was totally going to run him at andy's leader and andy's leader has a flamethrower who had just been roasting guys alive the entire game and i was just gonna i had a card that i'd been sitting on that gives him an extra two uh to his movement and also an extra attack so if i could have just survived the flamer and gotten into a t- uh, charge range, I think I could have put him down, but that was right when Andy's leader failed his um, cool check and, and left the board. So <laughs> I, I was so mad because I was getting ready for that fight too, because I have an active faith that allows me to add to my strength and toughness based on the number of fighters that have, have gone out of action uh, up to plus three. And I, that article of faith stays in until I fail a test that's related to those stats like so you don't ever test for strength or toughness right like hardly ever um so i'd already like chopped one guy and i was gonna fight ian's guy too but then i like my leader doesn't have that great of a cool like it's a six up right so you know it's not it's not anything spectacular so yeah. Clearly, clearly, he's not as faithful as he claims to be. Oh no, he's faithful. He's got good leadership. Uh, Andy but... did get off some cool of the the faith stuff that he's got. He that was he definitely used that well. Yeah, yeah. I got to do the bomb guy. I had another. I have another one that lets me ignore um, the that serious injury. That was, right. he had to do face down, serious injury. Just gets up, <laughs> goes and makes like one last attack, and then he he le- he does leave the the battlefield after that. But it was I think you took somebody out with him though. Yeah, I took your long gunner out. I went up and stabbed him in the face oh, with yeah, my uh, <laughs> with my pole. Yeah. Nice, yeah. gross. Um, so all right, so the, we we I think most of us touched on like tabletop. I know Ian mentioned some some card games earlier too. Um, I know, you know, during, you know, me and Dave have played quite a bit of Dune this year. Um, I think that's been, that's definitely been my favorite board game of the year. Um, Other than, you know, Dandy, I haven't played a ton, ton of board games this year. That was the only three board games I played this year where I did. Yeah, that was for me, the majority of them. I think I played, I played Dune twice outside of that with with dave and rave and then dave rave and russ um but that's been 
that's been a, a majority of it. I know Ian, you mentioned the ones you get to play with your family. Um, so I'm hoping yeah, we played a bunch of Thunderstone. Oh, that's true. I did guess we, me and you did get together to play some Thunderstone too. I kind of forgot about that. I really love that game. That's one of my favorites, but I can't remember like how long ago that was sometimes. I know. Yeah. It I didn't so really like uh, right now. Yeah. Like it's, it's <clears throat> tough to remember when stuff was. I did really like Blitz Bowl, which we played at Dandy. Oh, yeah. I forgot that more. But that I was a lot of fun. Yeah. I played one game, but I really liked it. I painted that all up in like a weekend. I bought it and painted it. And nice. <laughs> it's a good it's good bang for your buck because it's it's 50 bucks for the base game. And um, yeah, I I've, I forgot about that. That was another one that we've, we've it played. A it's a weird, you know, Barnes and Noble only thing, too. Right. So, like, you can't yeah. go to your like Dave and I couldn't go to Midgard and say, hey, we want to run a Blitz Bowl League. And OK, well, you, I mean, you know, you can't sell it, but we want to run a league. Yeah. Speaking of Barnes and Noble, they have Battletech, too, um, including some of the Macs. So if anybody is interested in Battletech, it is it can be hard to find. But Barnes and Noble has it right now. Yeah, that's a weird one, too. Um yeah, I've um I'm definitely so I showed like uh in the what's coming kind of category to um uh, we can kind of move on to what we're looking forward to in 2022, but I've got some board game ones in there and and some mini ones. Uh, any other kind of tabletop or board game card games that that people want to mention, we can kind of move into the not so much predictions, but what we're looking forward to in 2022. What about books? We didn't talk about books. Oh, books and comic books. That's right. We can do that one quick. Yeah. All right. We'll start with you, Danny. Ian. Um, comic books. I've mostly been reading older stuff. Uh, for newer stuff, there there has been some things. Uh, the War of the Bounty Hunters Star Wars book has been good. Um, but for books, uh, I've been reading more nonfiction. Um, although I did read uh, one really good fiction book this year called Devolution. Uh, it's by Max Brooks, who did World War Z. Uh, it's insane when I tell you what the premise was, but it was phenomenal. It is essentially set. Uh, in a uh, like an off the grid, self sustained uh, community uh, that lives in the Pacific Northwest. There is a volcano, a pretty nasty volcano. Uh, those people are cut off and are attacked by a pack of Sasquatches. And it That's was, insane. and it's done <laughs> somewhat like World War Z in that it's done in sort of a journal style. Uh, it was phenomenal. Um, and I also want to plug John Hodgman's, I read a couple of his books this year, Vacation Land and, um, Medallion Status, both really, really funny, super enjoyable, very light reads. So I like those a lot. That's cool. Um, uh, I'm not going to talk about comics cause I have a whole separate podcast where I do that, but I, I probably read on average eight to 10 comics a week, um, every week. Um, between my Marvel Unlimited and my Comicsology Unlimited, I I read a lot of comics because with the Marvel Unlimited subscription now, like there's new co- there's you know at least seven comics a week, uh, and then I buy a couple more through Comicsology. But yeah, I read that's a majority of my physical reading, and I do that almost every night. I read some com- I read a comic. Yeah, and I um, just jump in there real quick, Andy. I know we we do have the the Hero Man and Sidekick Boy podcast about comics, but since you know some people may not listen to that, Marvel Unlimited is an I think a phenomenal deal. Um, it's like what eight bucks a month, and 
I've gone back, like when Falcon and Winter Soldier came out, I went back and read those original U.S. agent Captain America issues. I went back and was reading the the 80s um, X-Men, a lot of stuff that I kind of knew the storylines but never had read. Um, just And you can just go and just, just – there's thousands and thousands of books you can read. So it's a great way to um, – you know, if you don't want to pick up trade paperbacks or you just want to give something a try, it's an awesome way to just read, you know, there's so much available there. So I highly recommend Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely worth it. Um, what about you, Dave? Well, I feel like I should at least mention just for the education and expansion of everyone's brain that you go read Andrew Yang's book Forward which okay. was released about a month ago. It is an amazing book on American democracy and where we need to go. Um, God, what else have I read? Um, I've read a book called, it was called Tribes, I think. Sorry, it's called The Last Tribe. So I, I pretty much do all audible. And I anything that's like post-apocalyptic, I don't care if it's zombies or nuclear bombs or whatever. I just love that kind of stuff. Um, so it's called The Last Tribe. It was written by Brad Manuel. And um, it, like the reviews were really good. And it's like, oh, it's so different than any other genre. And that's uh, or any other in the genre. And that's part of my problem with these is like they all pretty much become the same story over and over. What was really interesting about this one is I read the whole, well, listened to the whole book and you're always waiting for like that walking dead moment where like somebody stabs somebody in the back or some horrible thing happens or whatever. It's not, it's literally like probably the most realistic where like a bunch of people who are really screwed come together, figure out how to live and like, not that bad things don't happen, but there's no like, like the governor doesn't come and chop the main character's hand off or anything. I was like, it was just, it was just a good book. Um, my only complaint was that when I got to the end, I was kind of like, Oh, all right. Like <laughs> there was no, there was no like, like crazy hectic ending. It was just kind of like, uh, they ended up settling Hawaii spoiler. Um, I'm like, okay, they made it to Hawaii and they started a new <laughs> life. That's great. Okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. But I've 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 read a ton. I've been I've been doing like more than a book a month. I think I, I try to get like the two you know two books for one credit deals all the time. Yeah, I've I've read some Asimov. I went I listened to the Fifth Wave, which was a terrible movie, but not a bad book. You've been so you've been using your Audible quite a bit. Yeah, it's funny because it just it just renewed. So on December seventh, I get my twelve credits, and it's like oh, you do twelve a year. Yeah. And it's funny because, so I think it's like, I don't know, I'm going to say 120 bucks or something and you get the 12 credits, but for like 180, so for 50% more, you can get 24 credits. And I was really thinking about pushing for that in the budget. And, uh, and I ended up chickening <laughs> out at the last minute, but, um, That's but yeah, no, I just like, cause my, my problem is I only want to get books that I can get about 20 to 30 hours. Right. Cause you don't, I don't want to waste a credit and not have enough listening. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. So right now, by the way, I'm listening to treasure Island, which I thought I'd heard I'd read before I've never read in my life. So I got about an hour left of treasure Island. It's really good. If you like pirates, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. How about you, Stino? 
so the first half of the year I was reading Asimov, um, I kind of got pretty jazzed for that foundation so, show. So I went back and uh, read a lot of that. I watched the first couple episodes and I kind of just put it on the wayside because I've been doing other stuff. Um, but then I, uh, I read Salem's Lot for the first time, which I know, Ian, it's your favorite book. It's one of my favorite King books. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I thought it was uh, very good. And then I watched the TV series, the both old TV series, um, and they were entertaining. Um, and then uh, this later ha- later parts of the year, um, I'm, I've never read Lord of the Rings before. So I'm, re- I'm reading that now. I just got, they just got out of the shower, the Shire, excuse me. <laughs> the Shire. Whoa, wait, what are you reading? <laughs> you're reading, you're reading a different part of the Rings. I'm <laughs> <laughs> that one. Uh, <laughs> but I'm really enjoying it. And then, uh, like I said, I started reading Dune, and I'm only a couple pages in. (laughs) So we'll see how that goes. You're doing great. That's that's (laughs) awesome. That's awesome. Porn of the Rings. What about you, Matt? Uh, So I haven't really listened to anything new this year. I've just been re-listening to older stuff. Like I re-listened to the Dresden Files series, Lord of the Rings, Dune, uh, through Audible. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Asimov stuff, uh, but nothing, nothing new for me well, this year. Where, where did you leave off with the Dresden stuff? I'm trying to remember. Like, I've listened to. I mean, I've listened to them all. Okay, like I'm trying and to there's, remember. There's 17 books now. 17. Wow. 16 like, so, and 17 were released back to back, like last. Okay. Week, you know, last I think week. I might have done like I think like 14. Like, is that where like thrown in the towel in? That was my blanket. I thought you were throwing in the towel. Um, I, the one where like he fights the vampires out on an island and then he like dies, but is a ghost or something? Like, can't uh, I think that's four. I think that's around fourteen. He he wipes out an entire vampire bloodline. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so can I just throw out like that's a perfect example of a, I would love to listen to all those, but they're only ten to fourteen hours. That's not enough. For I guess you just pay fifty percent more then. Were you guys all reading the Foundation series from Asimov? Yes, I was. All uh, right, that's a so. I realized I had never read that. Right, so that's like all of a sudden Apple's got this like thing. I was like, wait a second, I don't think I've ever read that. So yeah, I I totally grabbed uh foundation foundation and empire and second foundation and listen to them all kind of back to back um and had a had a lot of fun with those um i actually listened to a book with owen uh called the worst warlock it was actually specifically made for uh it was pretty it was pretty good um the so gene wolf's whole um book of the new sun it is. I don't think I could ever read that book. It is so convoluted that I think that if I had tried to re- read it, I would have gotten lost uh, at some point. But it was so good. Um, I had never read uh, Fritz Lieber, so I, I read uh, Ilmet and Lankmar. Uh, and by read, I mean listened to. Um, oh, and I read, um, I listened to The Beast. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, Predator Prey. And I am Slaughter, which are um, the Beast Arises series by Dan Abnett, which has gotten me even more psyched to play orcs because uh, they're the <laughs> the big they're the kind of the big bad uh, in that. I I had been listening to the Horus Heresy, but I like I kind of fallen out of like favor with that only because I'm like 
kind of know where this story goes. Like, like, well, yeah. I mean, they also squeeze like a hundred books out of that whole thing too. So yeah. Yeah. I think I listened. Yeah. I listened to the first one. I was like, I really like some of the characters in here, but at the same time, like I know one of them just ends up as like a half hearted green knight, like by the end of 14 books, like I don't think I'm going to see the types of characters that I want to see again, but I, I like Dan Abnett. I like his writing. So the I am slaughter stuff, um, as part of the beast of rises, those, those I've enjoyed, which I will put in another plug for a comic book real quick. Um, Marvel did a ultramarine series and they're doing a sister of battle series right now. They're both awesome. Like both really, really good comics. Uh, but you have, you do kind of have to like 40 K they're like 40 K short stories. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've got some other stuff in there too, but those are the those are the big ones. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to catch up again on my Audible subscription because I I get I get do I get two a month now? Yeah, so I had two a month. I switched it to one, then I had to just cancel it, put it on pause for a while because I wasn't using them. I was listening to old stuff again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went um, and I think sometime this year is when. So I've had an Audible. I had an Audible account before I had an Amazon account. Yeah, I've had Audible for a very, very long time. Yeah, me too. Um, so I ended up with having to like they wouldn't they for a long time it wouldn't let me merge it, and then they finally did, but it screwed up like uh, what books I had listened to, which ones uh, I hadn't listened to, um, and then so then all of a sudden I, all these books that I had that never listened to you ended up way at the bottom of a list. And I was like, I, wait, have I read that? Have I not? So part of me is trying to go back through my back catalog and try to listen to things as well. So, yeah, but I had a lot of fun with uh, audible again this year. I'm just trying to do it more when I paint and stuff. Yeah. All right. So uh, we've rambled on for, for quite a bit here. Um, um, I know I'm looking forward to a lot in 2022, so I thought it'd be nice just to just kind of go around, kind of see uh, where we're at for some of those things. Um, you know, I think the the biggest thing for me is just is a little bit more in person gaming. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with Necromunda. I would love to do a 40k crusade. Um, I think I think that's an easier way for us to do it. I know 40k games are longer. Um, I'm kind of putting all my effort into that, but if you guys really want to do Age of Sigmar, I, I'm looking over there. I do get a bunch of Iron Jaws over there. I guess I could, I could assemble those guys too. But I was really hoping to do some 40k. But I'm okay if we rotate. Like we, you know, do play play some 40k for a little bit, and then we play um play some Age of Sigmar. I'm I'm okay with that. I will. Yeah, I won't be ready for Age of Sigmar for a while. I don't even own an army yet, and my basement is yeah. not. I I can't build an army right now, so. Yeah. All right. Good. So we'll play. We'll finish out Necromunda and uh, play 40k then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'll, I'll pass it off to uh, Dave. Talk a little bit about what you're looking forward to in 2022. All right. Well, I, I would like to start by saying that there is a new. Uh, P, well, I, I know it's PC. I don't know where else it might be, but Dune Spice Wars um is coming out it's a 4x strategy game uh so i couldn't be more excited um 
knowing the way video games and developer resources have been lately, uh, we probably won't see it for five years, but um, it's supposed to get released next year. So I'm really excited for that. I love Dune. I love 4X games. Uh, I think that'll be a lot of fun. You know, I'm not super optimistic about how things are going to go this winter, but uh, I am excited to eventually just get back to some normal kind of gaming. And um, I, I love the every other week kind of campaign stuff that we've been doing. That That's just been, for me, like giving me some consistency and some fun. And I thought I liked Necromunda, um, but I've really grown to love it. And I think it's partly just because like it's fun to get into something. I think it's fun for us to have some regular games, get some stories going, and I've enjoyed like keeping up with my list. I'm hoping 40k is the same way. Um, I have not been enjoying 40k, kind of like Ian said. The I, I don't know why the rule set. It just seems like it plays really slow. But I'm hoping that like if we can play like a narrative campaign, then maybe that'll be more fun because I'll get more into my guys and um, get to know my rules better. But um, yeah, cool. I don't know. That's and good... TV. I'd like to yeah. watch more TV because I don't, you know, feel like I watch enough TV. I, only, <laughs> I probably only watch like six, seven hours a day. <laughs> yeah, you got room uh, to grow. How about you, Matt? <laughs> um, Adepticon, hopefully. That'll still hopefully. happen next year. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. That'll be the first con in, in a while for anybody on this yeah. podcast, anyway. Um, I went to Dragon Con. And I did. Anyway. Oh, that was awesome. <clears throat> so I think Adepticon and just like you said, you know, playing more more in person. Yeah. Getting more regular gaming and back to regular gaming. All right, Stino. Uh so like you guys said, definitely um Necromunda in the new year. More Necromunda. Um a 40k crusade would be awesome because I can clean up all my gene stealer called stuff. Um you get a new book soon. Yep, their codex comes out. Soon, so that'd be real cool. Um, I have a full Age of Sigmar army that I would love to break out again, so I'd play that anytime Ian or anybody. Um, I would like to play more um, Star Wars Legion. I got all my stuff together and painted a lot for that, so I'd like to and printed some stuff. Um, What's your faction? So I'd like to play some of that. Uh, I'm cl- clones. We played, remember? Play. Robots versus clones, yeah. Well, here's um, the thing is, would like that's another easy one, like if you don't have a Necromunda battle and we're here on a Tuesday, like that could be played here too. I've got a lot of star Wars terrain. I literally have all four factions. Um, Yeah. So dice tokens, cards. I I, I just will. Sorry to interrupt, you know, that's, I think that's the best like large scale army combat game out there right now, just in terms of like what you get for fun versus the amount of time it takes to play a game. I think it's so good. Price level I still think too, that's skirmish. I still think that's it, skirmish. It, it straddles. It straddles because you you can end up with quite a few minis on the on the board. But it, I think price wise too, it's a great. You know, well, I dip. play droids too. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. Price wise, Ian, I think like you get you get a big bang for your buck for. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I wouldn't mind doing Legion. Um, like I think that'll. That'll be like, like I said, I, I did start doing some terrain for that. I, I could do some more for that, but that's another easy one. I think to, I think the tough thing for me there is the, 
it's it's not only kind of picking the models but then picking like the cards and stuff they have some apps out there to do it and stuff but then it's having all that stuff it it there's some there's some bookkeeping for me on that one that i get i get lost in sometimes but yeah and then um it's 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 not the in the new year but it's in uh one two three days the new matrix movie comes out and it looks like it could be interesting hopefully it's not like the previous two and more like the first but that should be good and then this since this is the only time i'm going to get to um say it i'm looking forward to the rest of the always sunny podcast so there's only like uh i don't know seven or to ten episodes out now it's um rob charlie and glenn and they're just they started episode season one episode one and they're just going through they watch the episode they barely talk talk about they don't really talk about the episode because they don't remember anything but But they eventually try to get like into like how they felt in general during season one, like they thought it was going to do terrible and no one's going to watch it and it almost was canceled, blah, blah. And then they talk about how Danny DeVito came in and all that stuff and they're just continuing on. So I'm looking forward to listening to that. I try to watch. So I love the show. I watch it on Hulu the next day. Um, Melissa likes the show. She falls asleep. She's falling asleep. <laughs> a lo- like we've watched it three of the four, uh, three of the five episodes that are out. We've tried to watch together. She's falling asleep for three of them. <laughs> Most recently being the gang we play tonight we watched the gang replaces D with a monkey and she fell asleep. <laughs> it's so. different. Um, maybe it doesn't live up to some people's expectations, but I enjoy it. Who haven't we heard from now that Andy's just a frozen blob of video? <laughs> um, me. Yeah, I think the same things everybody talked about. I know Book of Boba Fett technically starts in 2021, but most of the episodes will be next year. So super psyched for that. I read a, an article today that said, yeah, everyone's um guesses and instincts and impressions about what you've seen so far are literally from the first 15 minutes of episode one because they they don't want to spoil anything because of uh, where it's going and i've seen things i don't know i saw one thing that said yeah no this is this is not real and then i saw another thing that said no this has been announced what have you guys heard about han solo and chewbacca as a tv show on disney plus nothing Yawn. What yawn? All right, this podcast is over. It's gonna know. be well because uh, the rumor that goes along with that is that Harrison Ford signed back on to play Han Solo. I think right? that's the the rumors I've heard with that are are that he's there's a de-aged Han Solo in Book of Boba Fett. I don't think he's yes, going. They to de-aged do... the seventy nine year old Han Solo, a la yeah. Michael Douglas and Ant Man. Yes. So I think the Han Solo and Chewbacca thing would be Alden Ehrenreich from the Solo movie would be my my guess. It would be pre A New Hope at Han and Chewie adventures, which I don't I don't care if it's garbage. I'm going to watch that <laughs> like easily. Glad to have that. Um, I'm looking forward to Adepticon. Um, especially if we, I mean, Justin, I think still needs his plane ticket, but I think other than that, I think we are all planning to be there, which will be nice because honestly, uh, I don't think all five of us have been there at the same time. I don't think we've had that happen yet. I think we've had, um, yeah, Dave missed one and then Matt missed one. And then a bunch of us missed the most recent one and then it didn't happen. It didn't happen this year. Yeah, it didn't happen. Yeah. But no, the year before, like I didn't go because I was out of work, and I don't think Matt went that year because he was sick. No, so, um, they canceled two years in a row, didn't they? They canceled uh, twenty nineteen or twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one were canceled. Yeah, last one I went to was twenty seventeen. I went to twenty nineteen. Oh, I, I didn't go to twenty nineteen. So I did. 
I don't think all five of us have been, so it'll that'll be cool if that if that happens. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. No. Um. So yeah. So it, it, definitely looking for gaming with this group too. But I think so this year too. I got Owen um, two board game related um, gifts um, that I think he loves Legion, but it's it's a little complicated for for him. Um, he, but he loves pushing it around the Star Wars model. So I wanted I wanted something that was a, maybe a little bit easier for us to play. Um, so I picked up, um, and now I forget the name of it, Ian. Do you remember the name of it? Um, showed it to you today. It's that one. They have the version that Sasquatch Vanguard. versus. Oh, what? yeah. Uh, Unmatched? Unmatched, yeah. So the old un- Star Wars Epic Duels um, uh, rule set. Oh, cool. Right, but like so, the first one me and Ian saw a while back, it was it was Robin Hood versus Sasquatch, right? So like, it's you get the, that <laughs> box gives you a model for Sasquatch, a model for Robin Hood, and you have basically cards that you play using the old kind of Star Wars duels. Um, didn't hear much about it, um, and then I was thinking about it, like I I was looking on board game geek for something for me and owen to play um and i came across that again and they have a they have one that gives you four characters it gives you sinbad um medusa medusa king arthur king arthur and alice from alice in wonderland yes yeah yeah um so it's still best with two players but it means we now have a little bit of variety um so i'm doing that and then I broke down after um, realizing that Dice Throne would probably be good for Owen, too. So I bought mm-hmm. the uh, Samurai uh, Gunslinger and then went on Kickstarter and laid pledged for the Marvel one. The Marvel one, yeah. I pledged for that you, one, too. Um, with the Gunslinger and Samurai one is the one that I don't have of season two. I have the other three. If you want to, if, if you and Owen like that and you want to try the other ones, let me know and I'll let you borrow the other ones. That's a game that um, Amy and I play a lot. Uh, we really like Dice Throne. It, you know it, it, it can be played multiplayer, but I, I feel like it's like multiplayer magic. I don't like it. I think it shines as a two player game. Right. And that's what I need. I realize is that I need smaller two player games that me and Owen can play because Melissa's not really going to play board games. I also don't necessarily want to break out Legion. Like the, the problem that Owen and I have with Legion is it takes, since we don't play it enough, it takes me too long to set up, too long to, to get ready. And then we play for a little while. And he's still, he's 10 now, but he's still at a point where, like, if I start, like, killing him, it, it's not fun. It's not fun for me to like, (laughs) to, to like win against my 10 year old son. It's just not. So I need a game. that's a little, I want a game. That's a little bit more, a little bit lighter, uh, a little more balanced potentially. So yeah. So that's, those are things I'm looking forward to as well. Um, And potentially looking forward to nerd herders winter retreat as well. Yeah. Which uh, we, if we're done, when we're done with the recording, we can talk a little bit about that as well. Anything to close out uh, our 2021 recap uh, from the rest of the Nerd Herders? We've been talking for about two hours now, so I think that's good. Thank you, Dave, for uh, backing a bunch of hobby-related products on Kickstarter that I then backed behind you. You're welcome. (laughs) Glad to do it. 
Thanks to Andy for hosting with his awesome new basement yeah. space. We got to have uh, Dandy 2, The Return, which was awesome. Uh, have an actual gaming day. And uh, Dan made the trek over from California. And Justin, that was and, awesome. Uh, yeah, and was Justin, Matt, and I took him around um, uh, for a uh, uh, kind of a quick tour to some crazy couple of game stores and fun spot. And um, it's funny because I don't think... Like where I was like, oh, do you want to do video games as a cool old arcade? And then we got to Fun Spot, and he's like, wait, this is the place from King of Kong. And I was like, yeah. He was like, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> so he was he was super excited. So um, so yeah, it was fun fun for him to come visit and um, just to get we got to see a bunch of other people. Um, so yeah, thanks to Andy for and I played at Andy's today, and we've been playing Necromunda there. So thanks to Andy for for having an awesome space now, and to uh, Melissa for uh, allowing us to invade from time to time. <laughs> I will say the one thing, so sometime late spring, early summer, I should have a new gaming table as well. So that'll be fun too. But it's worked out with my two folding tables and an old kitchen table too. So it hasn't been terrible. And you know what? Thanks to both of you guys listening out there. We appreciate it. <laughs> One's Dan. One's Dan. Listen. Um, oh, and we should say real quick, too, that, like, I'd like to say thanks to Andy for, like, the Necessary Evil campaign that we're playing online. Uh, thanks to Jericho, we've got a Dungeon Call Classic one that's going. Um, I've run a few sessions of a Star Wars one that's been fun. So we've, you know, online gaming we're still doing with RPGs and stuff. And then I did a, an in-person basic D&D uh, last weekend, that, and I just had a, an awesome time doing that. So, so we are still doing a lot of that stuff, too. Did anybody die to, to a poison trap instantly? No. Uh, Rich very nearly became a ghost um, because it was one of those things where it's like, oh, here's a weird ghostly banquet. We did Castle Amber, um, that okay. module. And uh, Rich is like, I'm trying everything. So he's rolling and he saved versus Death Ray. Otherwise, he would have become <laughs> a ghost like the rest of the <laughs> I was I told everybody I was like I was like maybe roll up a couple characters because this is you know <laughs> um, even at fifth level uh, Jericho's wizard had like 10 hit points or something so but we had a we had a super fun time with it it was awesome and for 2022 I'm definitely looking to do some other RPGs uh, I really want to do Wrath and and Wrath of Glory um rather glory is a new for or not it's not even that new it's over a year old now but a 40k one where basically they balance it so you're either playing you're one of three levels you're either a guardsman an inquisitor or a space marine and they're you're not mixing you're at one of those kind of points levels and there's like many many different like types those are examples of the three tiers right right those are the three tiers so like you're you don't have to worry as a guardsman about fighting things that a space marine would fight and as an inquisitor you're going to get more challenges than you would as a guardsman but not the challenge rating of something as a space marine and they set it in a particular part of the 40k not only timeline but also a very particular segment uh but they but basically what they do is they leave it open. It's a segment that's been separated from the rest of the Imperium. And so some communication gets through, but not a lot. So there's still all this influence of the Imperium out there. But at the same time, it's not like you don't have to worry about what's happening 
somewhere else. Like, I think they were really, really smart. They will let you play as orcs in Eldar. If I ran a campaign, you won't play as orcs in Eldar because that just <laughs> like I think they had to do that to appease people. But I'm like, this seems to be the one thing that could break the game. How fun would it be if we were all orcs? <laughs> that could be That'd a be little awesome. bit fun, but That'd be yeah. awesome. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. That, I, there's a lo- there's there's a load of things that I'm looking forward to. So, uh, but yeah, I uh, I think I had a pretty good 2021 um, for the limitations we had, um, and and hoping that 2022 gets a gets a even better. Yes, please. All right, and with that, we will uh, we'll bring this uh, episode recap uh, to a close. Um, once again, the only one harmed during the recording of this podcast was Greg Ivany's feelings. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. He doesn't have any. Of have any. Yeah. Wow, again. Wow, double dipping. <laughs> uh, we should number this episode 2021 since we, episode number 2021, since we do like one a year now. <laughs> it'll be easier. Yeah, it'll be a little bit easier. All right. Well, thank you all, gentlemen. Uh, Wishing everybody happy holidays, happy new year. Let's uh, hope 2021 is better. We will try and record again. We'll probably record at winter retreat. Uh, I I personally hope 2022 is better. Oh, yeah. Did I say 2021? You did. We're caught in the loop. We're caught in the loop. Uh, I'm I'm having a hard time. Six more days with that. Having a hard time. Yeah. 2022, please be better. Uh, (laughs) um, Until then, let your geek flag fly. You've been listening to Nerd Herders, a part of the Freebooters Network. All song and movie clips are the property of their respective owners, and no challenge of ownership is implied. We use those clips because we're fans, so please don't sue us. Please check out our sponsor, Geek Nation Tours. You can find us on Twitter, at Nerd Herders Show, and on Facebook, under the Nerd Herders Podcast. You can also reach us by email at hosts at nerdherderspodcast.com. Special thank you to our editor and producer, Justin Steno-Alex. The chances of us reaching episode 200 were harmed during the making of this podcast.